This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. Good morning, Hopeland Church. For those who don't know me, my name is Jeff Sallies. I am the Next Steps Director here at Hopeland Church, and I am just blessed and honored to be with you this morning to share the Word of God. It is not something that I take lightly, and I'm looking forward to this. We're in the final week of our, of our series this month, titled Spirit, Soul, Body. And before we dive into the Word this morning, what I would like to do is, is do a brief overview of some of the things that we've talked about this month. And as we're going through the scriptures today, I'll share a little bit of, about myself. I'll actually share a little bit of my testimony, how I ended up here at Hopeland Church as we're going through the message this morning. And what we've learned so far is that these three things are, are distinct features of what makes up the human being, spirit, soul, body. And over, over the past few weeks, we've seen Pastor Sean talk about each of these distinct features, what each of them represent. We've looked at what the Bible has to say about these things. And some of the things we've learned so far is that we live in a physical body. We have a soul that's made up of our mind, will, and emotions. And we have a spirit, which is the part of us that comes alive when we accept Christ as Lord and Savior. He deposits the Holy Spirit into our spirit man. This is the part of us that, that is, is dead in sins and trespasses before we accept Christ into our hearts. But once we accept Christ, he offers us a new life, which, which includes a new spirit. And, and what this means is that as believers, we now have an obligation. We now have an opportunity to allow ourselves to be controlled by, by the spirit in all that we do. So that's what I'd like to talk about this morning. I want to talk about how God doesn't just want bits and pieces of us, but that God wants all of us that God desires a personal relationship with us. God knows what's best for us. And he wants our spirit, soul, and body to be in complete alignment with his will. He wants our spirit, soul, and body to be in complete alignment with his purpose for our lives. So the title of the message this morning is Spirit, Soul, Body, Total Alignment. Spirit, Soul, Body, Total Alignment. And again, as we're going through the message today, I'll be sharing pieces of my background, pieces of my testimony, how I ended up here at Hopeland Church, the things that God's doing in my life now, and really how God needs to do a complete realignment in my own life. So with that, I actually originally come from the East Coast. I lived in New Hampshire the first 25 years of my life. I've lived in California the past five years. That's the same amount of time that I've been here at Hopeland Church. And prior to coming out to California, I struggled with drug addiction. Specifically, I, I was a heroin addict. Uh, it started off with, with weed and alcohol. I started experimenting with party drugs. But once I was introduced to heroin, it was all over. And it actually reached a point where I had overdosed and flatlined three different times. On those three occasions, I, I literally had to be brought back to life by the paramedics. And really, before, before accepting God's will for my life, I got to a point where I knew that if I continued doing what I was doing, I was, I was going to die. I, I had actually got to the point where I had accepted that as my fate. I was hopeless. I didn't know what to do. 
However, through God's divine intervention and God sending messengers into my life, I learned about a place called Teen Challenge. Now, for those who aren't familiar, Teen Challenge is a one-year residential discipleship ministry for people who struggle with, with different life-controlling issues such as addiction. So, so I hear about this place, and, and I go there for, for a whole year. And me going to Teen Challenge originally, I thought, was to just get clean and sober. And if you're with someone this morning, say body, body. Addiction has to do with, with the body. And my body was physically dependent on the substance. And I knew that I couldn't do anything unless my body got what it craved. But you see, what started to happen is that once I got clean and sober, I started to realize that the addiction was just covering up a whole bunch of other things. And that, and that there were other issues underneath that. And that really addiction was just a fake solution that I was using to cover up what the issue actually was. And what I learned is that there were different things that I had bottled up for years. So I'm at Teen Challenge. The Gospels preach to me. I'm getting pastored by men of God. And I'm in this, this process of discipleship. And through that process, God, he started revealing things. God started working in my heart. God started to peel back layers. And what God revealed to me is that I was angry. God showed me that I was bitter. God showed me that there were heartbreaks that I had never talked about, that I had dealt with issues of, of rejection and bitterness. God showed me practical things like I had never truly grieved my grandfather's death. He showed me that my parents' divorce had residual effects over the years that I had really ignored. So that, that's part of my testimony. And of course, not everyone's story is the same. But we've all been through things that have affected us. Now, some of those things I just mentioned, those are issues of the soul, right? The addiction had to do with the body, but underneath the addiction, there were issues of the mind, will, and emotions, anger, bitterness, rejection, hurt, pain. And ultimately, what I grew to realize is that my soul had something missing, that there was a hole that only God could fill. And that I needed a relationship with my creator. And I needed to know the truth about my identity. So what I want to do this morning is look at different scriptures that deal with our spirit, soul, and body. And through examining some of my story through the lens of scripture, we're going to see how God wants to do a complete alignment in, in every area of our lives so that we can fully step into what God has for us. Father, we thank you for your word this morning, Lord. I just pray, God, that as we go through your scriptures, Lord, that we would be open to receive what you have for us, God, that our hearts would remain open to the fact that, that you want to heal us, Lord. Uh, you, you want your spirit to work in us. You want to heal our soul, and, and you want our body to bear fruit. So I just pray that you would anoint this message now and that you would be glorified through this teaching. In Jesus' name, amen. So my first point this morning is to walk in the Spirit. Everything begins with the Spirit of God. If you look back in, in Genesis, from creation, it says that God breathed into creation. It says that God breathed in order for, for man to be born. And, and what was breathed out was the Spirit of God. But of course, we know that, that we have a sin nature, so we need God's Spirit to breathe life onto us again. We need God's spirit to breathe life on us again. So being 
born again starts with the Spirit of God. It doesn't start with healing. It doesn't start with recognizing areas that we need to be corrected, but it starts with the Spirit of God breathing life into us. And here's the thing, when God does that, God does not settle. Him giving us His Spirit is just the very beginning of the things that God wants to do in our lives. Again, God knows and wants what's best for us. God has a plan for our lives. But in order for us to fully step into that, and in order for us to understand the fullness of what that plan is, we need to allow God to work in our, into our entire being, spirit, soul, body. So our first scripture this morning is John 3, 6. And John 3, 6 says, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So when we're talking about being completely aligned, it doesn't start with our soul. It doesn't start with our body. But the process actually starts with God taking possession of our spirit by his spirit through regeneration. And once God's spirit connects with our spirit is when God's actually able to control all of our human faculties, including our soul and our body. Galatians 5, 16 and 17 says, But I say, walk by the spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So the spiritual conflict that exists in the life of the believer involves the entirety of a person, spirit, soul, and body. And as I was reflecting, what, what I realized is that Jeff wanted to do what Jeff wanted to do. So the struggle lies in whether or not we give in to that sinful desire and yield to sin's control, or if we submit our lives to God's Spirit and follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit and continue under Christ's new authority and control in our lives. So when we rely on the Spirit and when we follow His guidance, that's when we're able to overcome those ungodly desires and we actually win that battle over our sinful nature. So the good news this morning is that if you are a believer and if you have accepted Christ into your heart as Lord and Savior, you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. That's God's personal deposit in your life. That's God's power that he has released to you in order for you to live a life that's pleasing to him. Now, the form of the Greek verb translated walk in this scripture implies continuous action or a habitual lifestyle. And walking also implies progress. So as a believer submits to the Spirit's control, the Spirit's prompting, and our response to the obedience of what Scripture teaches us, that's where we see growth. That's where we see change in our spiritual life. So again, I thought getting clean and sober was what I was looking for. And, you know, there was a time in my life where I thought that that would be the greatest accomplishment I would have. Now, don't get me wrong, if you have overcome addiction, it is an incredible feat. But God is so much bigger than that. And what God wants to do in your life is so much bigger than just merely being clean and sober. So what I soon realized is that this was just the very beginning. And again, there were issues of the soul underneath the addiction that God wanted to deal with because God desires all of us. God desires for our entire being to be in complete alignment with his will for our lives. So here this scripture talks about the flesh, but that can also in this context mean the mind, will, and emotions, which are also subject to the sin nature. 
So again, the flesh opposes the work of the Spirit. But when you live a life by the power of the Holy Spirit, it's going to result in righteous behavior. It's going to result in having a spiritual attitude. It's going to result in having a new mindset as you're renewed by the Spirit of God. Now, the soul can also be defined as the very self. It can almost act as a medium between the spirit and the body. It possesses self-consciousness that we may also have our personality. Our soul is able to perceive things in the psychological realm. In fact, if you look in the Greek, which is the original language of the New Testament, when the word soul is used, it sometimes is a Greek word, suke. And that's, that's the root for our English word, psychology. So psychology actually means the study of the human soul. Now, the only way that you can study the human soul is if you study the creator of the human soul. And it's only in the word of God that you're able to answer soul questions. God's word answers the questions of the soul. But you see, when we look to answer soul questions from other places, we end up hurting our soul instead. When we try and fill that void of our soul with the things of this world, we're eventually going to be left with a brokenness or an emptiness. There might be a counterfeit that we try and use to bring a temporary relief, but the only permanent solution is, is found in what God offers through Jesus Christ and his spirit dwelling within you to begin that good work in you. Now, our soul is also our personality, who we are. With our soul, we're able to think, reason, consider, remember, and wonder about things. Our soul allows us to experience different emotions. Some of them I, I talked about previously, happiness or love, but also sorrow and anger. With our soul, we're able to resolve, choose, and make decisions. So our soul and our bodies can be affected by things that have happened to us in our life. The way that we're raised could have created a certain mindset that's contrary to God's word that might need to be corrected. If you've been hurt in a relationship, then your soul wants to respond in a new relationship by showing distrust. So if you don't allow the spirit of God to heal your soul, then it's going to affect other areas of your life. We've all done things that we shouldn't have. It says in God's word, all have fallen short of the glory of God. The spirit of God offers forgiveness. But if you haven't experienced God's grace, then your soul is going to feel guilt. Your soul is going to feel shame. Now, the body, of course, is our external organs. Our bodies are able to possess world consciousness, allowing us to have contact with the material world. We are spirit beings, but our body allows us to use our five physical senses. So, so you, again, you can allow your soul and your body to be affected by the things of this world, or you can allow your soul and your body to be controlled by the Spirit of God. And once your souls are controlled by the Spirit of God, that's when you're going to notice a change in the way that you walk. That's when you're going to notice a change in your body, the way that you carry yourself. Our bodies, or what people can see in us, begin to change. So that's my first point, is to walk in the Spirit. Our second point this morning is to allow God to heal your soul. Allow God to heal your soul. So first, we walk in the Spirit. Second, we allow God to heal our soul. So after he takes possession of us through regeneration, he then starts to saturate the rest of our parts. He, he saturates our soul. He spreads himself throughout our inner man as the life-giving spirit. So what that leads to is soul transformation. 
What that leads to is healing the wounds of your past. This leads to changing the way we think and having a new mindset. This leads to having a new understanding of what the meaning of life is. This leads to accepting God's will for your life and walking into the purpose that he has for you. So, so as I'm going through this process of soul healing, what I recognize is that God was calling me into full-time ministry. So I recognize that, okay, this isn't just about getting clean and sober. This isn't just about healing the wounds of my past. This isn't just about dealing with character issues. It's not just about, again, reconciling things from the past. But what I recognized is that God had a purpose for all of it, that he was going to use it for his glory, that he was going to start developing spiritual gifts that he wanted to reveal to me. So, so God, God's spirit regenerates our soul so that our bodies can bear fruit. That's the total alignment that God wants to do in our lives. He wants us to walk in the spirit so that our souls can heal and that we can bear fruit for his kingdom. But there's a process in order to get there. And you need to allow God to deal with the, the hurts of your heart. God wants to heal us of the things of the past that have hurt us. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Now in this verse, the Greek word used for transformed is actually where we get our English word metamorphosis from. And it implies a change that can be seen in your outward appearance over time. But that outward change starts inwardly. And what's so cool about this word is that this is actually the same word that Matthew uses when he's talking about the transfiguration of Jesus. So the same way that Christ outwardly displays his divine nature, believers should outwardly manifest our redeemed natures and that God is changing us, not just once, but on a daily basis. Now this scripture also says to renew your minds. This can only occur as the Holy Spirit changes our thinking through consistent study, meditation on scripture. So a renewed mind is one that's controlled by the Spirit. So soul healing is a process of transformation, right? It's, it's not like a magic wand, but it's a process of sanctification over time. Once you start walking in the Spirit, God starts to reveal and heal your soul. He touches those areas that you've ignored. And the Spirit reveals truth from God's Word that ultimately penetrates our soul. Hebrews, Hebrews 4.12 For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So this is what God's Word does. God's Word penetrates our inner being so precisely that it's able to discern between soul and spirit. So again, soul is our inner self aside from God, right? Emotions, thoughts, desires. Whereas spirit is, is the human spirit, the spiritual dimension of our life in relation to our relationship with God. So God's word awakens and strengthens his life in our spirit. And what it does is it, is it actually exposes the true condition of our heart. It exposes the true condition of our soul. It exposes our motives. It exposes our desires. It exposes any part of our soul that actually conflicts 
with God's will for our lives as he's developing us. So when we submit to what God reveals to us, what happens is our hearts are softened and changed so that our souls can actually have peace. So part of that process is that you recognize that a lot of the way you carry yourself needs to be corrected. God wants to transform our minds. That's an issue of the soul. 2 Corinthians 3.18 And we all, with unveiled faces, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For it comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So ultimately, God wants to transform us into the image of His Son. And what that means is that He also wants to get rid of anything that isn't of Jesus. So if it doesn't look like Jesus, if it doesn't talk like Jesus, if it doesn't act like Jesus, it has to go. And this is a, a process that is progressive and practical. So again, I explained how part of my process was looking underneath the surface of the addiction and to recognize the areas of, of my soul and, and my character that, that needed to be corrected. I needed to allow God to penetrate those same things so that my soul could heal and that I could actually change and be delivered and walk in freedom. Philippians 3.21 says, Who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. So th this is what God's intention is. His, his, his intention concerning us is that we would both contain him and express him, right? We are made in the image of God. So he wants us to be forgiven of our sin. He wants us to be back in right standing. He wants us to be reconciled to him. But in order to express God, we need to first be filled with God. And again, when we believed in Jesus Christ, we received him and we were regenerated or, or born again through the spirit of God indwelling us. But again, that's just the beginning. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now this of course is our main text from this series. It talks about the spirit, the soul, and the body. But, but the key word here is that God would sanctify us completely. Not just a little bit, not just certain parts of us, spirit, soul, and body completely. So he sanctifies us by saturating us and spreading himself, spreading his spirit throughout our entire be being, starting from our spirit, continuing into the things of our soul, and eventually including our body and the way that we carry ourselves. By being wholly filled with God in every part of our being, God can be expressed through us. So exercising your spirit is the key to experiencing this, this soul healing we can turn to him in our, in our spirit to live out the life that he calls us to. By means of our spirit, we can also receive more of Christ every single day. The more we receive Christ by, by exercising or using our spirit, the more God can spread into our, into our soul and have his way in our lives. We can daily exercise by our spirit by calling on the name of the Lord, reading his word, and praying God's word to be spiritually nourished and obeying him. The more we exercise our spirit, the more we allow the God of peace to continue to spread and saturate us, and then we'll be able to express God to everyone around us. So that's my second point. Allow God to heal your soul. 
So first, we walk in the Spirit. We allow God's Spirit to indwell us. We allow God to heal our souls. And then my third point, allow your body to bear fruit. Allow your body to bear fruit. So once the Spirit controls the soul, the body begins to change. And all throughout the Bible, it talks about the Christian walk, our personal walk with God. Walking has to do with the way that you carry yourself. Walking has to do with what people see when they look at you. So ultimately, the way that God wants us to walk is that we would be a people that bear fruit. Now, bearing fruit just means that your life shows good things from walking in God's purpose for your life. Ephesians 4.1 says, walk in a manner worthy of your calling. So prior to coming to Christ, we all had reasons for the way that we walked the way we did. We may have walked in a manner worthy of our feelings and emotions. Maybe we walked in a manner worthy of what mom and dad taught us. Not all of those are, are bad things, but if those things don't align with the word of God, then it can be unhealthy. We, we may have walked in a manner worthy of what the world taught us. We may have walked in a manner uh, worthy of, of peer pressure. So we need to walk in a manner worthy of the fact that we're called by God. That's why we walk the way we do, is because we're called by God. Because God's spirit lives in us. Because, because God's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Because God desires to heal our souls. Because God reveals his will to us. Paul said, I wish to know nothing among you except Christ crucified. So, so God, he deposits his spirit in me. And then God begins to cleanse my soul and do a healing in me. But then God revealed to me that he had a plan for my life, that he had a purpose for me, that he had spiritual gifts that he wanted to develop in me, that there was a calling on my life. And, and ultimately, God's purpose for everyone is that we would bear fruit for his kingdom. Now, now bearing fruit, it's going to look different for everyone. But if you're a believer, you are called to do it. So God will show you how he desires for you to bear fruit as you walk out this process. So, so then I'm getting ready to complete Teen Challenge. And again, God, he starts speaking to me about going into full-time ministry. So I take, I take a leap of faith and I travel across the country. I actually enroll in Teen Challenge's Bible College called the Teen Challenge Ministry Institute in Los Angeles. And that's how I first got plugged in to Hopeland Church called Sanctuary LA at the time. And during this time, God, he continues to speak to me about my calling. He starts getting a little bit more specific. He reveals that there's a pulpit ministry. He reveals that I'm actually called to preach and teach the word, that I'm, that I'm called to pastor. So, so after, after the year at the Bible college, I actually get hired at Riverside Teen Challenge. And that's where I'm at today. And, you know, there's so much that, that God has done in my life in these short five or so years that I've been walking with him. Today, I'm an ordained minister. I counsel men in the program. I help them overcome the same struggles that I had. I preach and teach the word of God. I know that, that God is, is one day calling me to plant and pastor a church. Every damaged relationship is restored. Every lie from the enemy has been replaced by God's truth. Today, I know that I'm not an addict. I'm a child of God. I have a, a living hope that is alive and active because of God's spirit that's dwelling in me. I'm walking in God's purpose for me. 
I have my identity. I know who I am. And no one can take that away from me. But here's the thing, is I also know I'm not finished. And I also know that this is just the beginning of what God wants to do. Every day, we're called to walk in the Spirit. Every day, we're called to allow God to heal our souls. We're called to go deeper. Every day, we're called to bear fruit. John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me, and I in him, he will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. So again, my story is not your story, but everyone has a similar part of this of their story, and that's that we need God. Maybe you've never accepted Christ into your life. You'll have an opportunity to do that in just a moment and allow God's spirit to begin this process in you. Maybe there's an area of your life, maybe there's there's a part of your soul that you've never dealt with. Maybe there's healing that you still need. God desires that you would be delivered from that. God desires that you would have peace. God desires that you would have freedom. Maybe there's parts of your life where you're walking in the flesh instead of in the spirit. God wants your body to be instruments of righteousness and to be a temple for his Holy Spirit and to be used by him. So that, that's what God desires for your life. God desires that you would walk in the spirit. God desires that your soul would be healed and God desires that your bodies would bear fruit for his kingdom. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you again for your word going forth this morning, God. I just pray, Lord, that, that it lands on good soil, God, that we would have this word in the tablet of our hearts. And I pray this week, God, that, that the Hopeland community would have a, a self-reflection in their hearts, Lord, and that they would just allow your spirit to penetrate those areas, God. That you would continue to heal our souls. That you would continue to reveal your will for us. That you would continue to reveal your purpose. That our bodies may be used as instruments to bear fruit for your kingdom. And that you would be glorified in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.